2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 11. I'm not going to read 11 verses. I'm going to read two verses, verse 1 and verse 11. I'm going to ask you to grab it in your Bibles or your smart device and stand with me for the reading of God's word. This will be the last time I ask you to stand before we stand to dismiss. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 1 and verse 11. When you have it, say, I have the bread. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. That Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Verse 11. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And all of God's people said, Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I am going to start flowing in a different angle from last Sunday's message. Today, I want to speak to you from the topic uh, discovering the next everybody say discovering the next discovering the next last Sunday I talked about the culture that we live in that caters to a vagabond spirit or characteristics of individuals that are always unsettled never at a rest anywhere Always moving, always shifting, unstable as water, hmm. double-minded, always moving jobs, always switching relationships, always moving from church to church, always falling out with friends. And every year they make this announcement on Facebook that I'm cutting people off and I'm deleting people off my friend list. On behalf of all of us, I would like to uh, tell you from the bottom of our heart, we don't care. And I, <laughs> so what? <laughs> Do it already. I, I wanted to talk about that last Sunday because we are in a culture of hyper-creatives, prophetic catalysts, Individuals who always sense the shift, but never perceives the stillness. Then when the Lord says, stand still and see the salvation. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. Understand covenant instead of always cutting. Reconciling instead of always dismissing. Right? So today, um, after I told you not to move, today I'm going to tell you to move. <laughs> I want us to have the whole counsel of God's will. The truth is, God doesn't want us wandering without purpose. God doesn't want us wandering without direction, without revelation and understanding. But I want you to know that God does have a next for you. It's not God's desire for us to be stuck. God is a spirit. He's a speaking spirit. And he's forever 
moving us and shifting us, evolving us. We're moving from glory to glory and from what? Faith to faith. Yeah. But always expanding. Yes, God wants you planted, but God wants you growing. One of the prophecies of Joseph, when Jacob talks about uh, all of his sons, he prophetically speaks over his sons. One of the things he says about Joseph, he said, Joseph, you'll be like a branch that grows over walls. I want to speak to somebody in this room who have magnified your barriers, who have celebrated your, the perimeters that have been set for you. Your God is greater. Walls won't always move, but you can grow over them. People won't always change and do like you want them to do, but you can grow over it. Some people may not ever apologize to you. Glory be to God. Tell your neighbor, grow over it. Grow over it. I'm not telling you always to move on past it because going past it don't mean you grew over it. Amen. So I want to tell you today about the God does have a next for you. Tell your neighbor, God does have a next for you. You have a next in God, but you do have to discover it. And, and why does it have to be discovered? Because it's not always clear. What God has for you next is not always clear. Although the plan of God is already created, and I want to say this, the plan of God is already created. God is not running around trying to pull the plan together. No, no. The plan is already created, but oftentimes, although the plan is already created, it's often concealed. And when it's concealed, most of the time, it's concealed in plain sight. Your next oftentimes is in front of you and you don't know it. Now, I know what you say. No, I'm prophetic. Yes, as prophetic as you are, as many dreams as you have, your dreams still have to be interpreted. And though you prophesy, you prophesy in part and you know in part. That means there's a part that you don't, that you don't know. No, it's concealed. Even the prophet says when he saw the woman come in his direction, he says, something has happened and God hid it from me. Glory be to God. Tell your neighbor, it has to be discovered. It has to be discovered. Why does it have to be discovered? Because... There is things in the journey that's necessary for the destination. I'm not screaming, but I'm preaching if you listen to me. I was talking to some of the uh, young men recently that traveled with me, and they said to me, they said, you know, one thing about Bishop, most of his messages is introduction. <laughs> I kind of land at my scripture before I close out, right? I'll preach a whole message before I get to my scripture because I'm not a, a preacher that prophesies. I'm a prophet that preaches. In other words, someone walked in the room and God is tailor-making a message and a word for you right now. Glory be to God. It's got to be discovered. You got to wrestle with it. You got to seek it out. Because we, we have a generation that wants everything instantly. But some of you, if you get it without seeking for it, you won't value it. Let me move on here. 
I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, the journey is just as important as the destination. You got to find your next. Number one, I want you to write this, you just write notes. Waiting is not wasted. The reason why some of us, it's hard for us to wait on God, because we feel like waiting on God is wasted time. When you're waiting on God, it's not wasted time, it's time invested. Number two, very quickly, write this one. You already know it, but you're gonna, I want you to write it anyway. If you've ever heard me preach more than three times, you've heard it. Serve where you are. If you want to discover what's next, serve the now. Mm. Write this one. Stay open. What do you mean stay open? Don't walk like you know. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, you don't know. You have never passed this way before. You've never been this age before. You've never been in this culture before. We're living in an hour. If you fell asleep last night and you woke up this morning, we're living in a different day. I don't care how many children you have raised before 2024. You have never raised children in this hour. Tell your neighbor, you've never been here before. You don't have a degree in this. And one thing about God, God keeps himself employed in our lives. And if what you're doing, you can do without God, is something God did not call you to do. But if God has called you to do something and it makes you scratch your head, if you're hearing something or you feel pulling, pulling or lured to a season of your life that makes you nervous, that makes you feel overwhelmed, it sounds like God. Because anytime God addresses you with your next, he has to start off the salutation with fear not. I wish somebody would talk to me in here. Why does he have to say fear not? Because he says, what I'm about to tell you has the potential to make you shake in your boots. I need you to scream at somebody to tell them, that's just a sign. It's got to be God. How would this happen, Zerubbabel asked? God says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. Tell somebody, you need the Holy Ghost. I know you got holy scriptures but you need the holy ghost i know you got holy songs but you need the holy you need the power of god empowering you for the assignment and i know we always talk about the great commission go ye therefore into all nations that's right but you need to hear what he said before i send you out acts chapter one verse number eight he says after the holy ghost has come upon you you will have power to be witnesses unto me in jerusalem into Judea and Samaria and to the other most parts of the world. In this wicked world we're living in. If you're going to do anything for God scream at somebody tell them you need God. You need God. You need God. You need him on the journey. Don't walk like you know. Even when you go to Jerusalem and you go to the to the temple steps in the southern gate, the entrance to the temple, the steps are uneven because he never wanted the pilgrims coming to the feast of the Lord casually. Each step had to be a careful step, a step of reverence 
And so many of us, have anybody ever had a day off from your job, but you were driving and your car accidentally start going down the road of your job? And you had to say, uh-uh, uh-uh, you ain't working today, uh-uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> have you ever been in this side of the neighborhood and you almost started driving to the church? You're like, hold on, today's not Sunday, where are you going? It's possible to think you know something so well that you're missing stuff all the time. No, really. I've had people to tell me about certain stores here in Lynchburg, certain places in Lynchburg. They say, oh, you pass it all the time. I'm like, I don't, I don't know that place. They say, no, for real. When you turn down the road, look to the left. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I have driven by this all the time. But in my mind, I know. We were talking to, I call him Javante. His name is Javon. We were eating uh, insomnia cookies yesterday. Yeah, well, y'all know. Y'all know, as long as you know. The point is, did you know what I'm talking about? I'm like my mama. We make it what we make it, and you know what we're talking about. I told mama the other day, I said, mama... I said, she says, Marsha has already taken care of all of my hotel stuff. I said, who is Marsha? You know Marsha. I said, Martia. Well, she know who she is. <laughs> Insomnia. Cookies for, to eat when you can't sleep. And Javon told me, he said, these cookies are awesome. He says, I wish we had them in Philadelphia. I says, Javon, there are. He said, uh-uh, no, no, no. I said, no, there are cookies stores like this in Philadelphia. And so we had to go on Google and tell him it's one on 34th, it's one on. He said, oh, wow. He's lived there all of his life. Hear me, hear me. But God is telling me in order for you to rediscover your next, you need to, re you need to rediscover the surrounding space around you right now. You, you need to walk in spaces you thought you knew and see them fresh. Whether it's your church community. Whether it's your job. You need to look on your family. Not as an inconvenience. But maybe an assignment and a calling. Mm -hmm. stay, tell your neighbor stay open. In, in preparation for your next. In discovering your next. Establish your standard. Remember your why. And make a fresh covenant. Remember, because if not, you're going to let a season become your identity. And when a season becomes your identity, it makes it hard for you to maneuver out of that season. Sometimes tragedies and disappointments turn our attention to what's next. Yeah. Sometimes we want to discover what God has for us next. God allowed the bottom to fall out of stuff. Some of you celebrating your job you have now, but you would have never found that job if you never gotten fired from the last one. <laughs> that was one of them statements that people were like, hey, amen. No, God has a way of taking something that was a bad situation 
so he can get your attention to what's next. Some of us, if it hadn't turned against us, we wouldn't be open to what God has for us. Yes, today I read a text, but there's a, there's a text before this text. Before I get to Elisha, I got to tell you about Elijah. In the, in the verses before, chapter 4, Elijah is tired. He's anointed but tired. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, even anointed people get tired. When you're preparing for what God has for you next, you have to tune yourself to hear God in a new way. You really do. I mean, you read the scripture. The Bible says Elijah is tired. He wants to quit. I'm not going to do this anymore. Uh, I want to go to my next. (laughs) And the Bible said uh, God lets him catch his breath. God doesn't even respond to his I want to die. He just let him get it out. Sometimes saints just let people get it out. Some of us are fixers. And while somebody's talking, you're like, ah, we've been being doing for a night, but y'all coming in the morning. Like, okay. Yeah, but recently I've just been going through. No, you go through to get through. Hold on. Just sometime, just let me get it out. Can I say I'm tired without you rebuking a demon? Can I say I'm sad and just be a human sometime? Because even anointed people get tired. Mm. Even strong people need strength. Elijah said, I I just want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's almost like God sits with him. Don't ever underestimate the power of presence. It's not always speaking. Sometimes just sit. Just be there. Because the scriptures you quoting at me, guess what? I'm going to tell you something. I already know them. Right? Yes, you quoted the scripture, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Guess what? It's nighttime. Let me weep. (laughs) Everything is not a demon for you to rebuke. Some things are just a human experience that's necessary for where God is taking me. Mm. God almost ignores him because he knows he's having a moment. He feeds him and then said, all right, I'm feeding you for what's next. (laughs) For what's next? I said, I want to (laughs) die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says, then he goes to a cave and all of a sudden, great wind come, great fire, all these great earthquakes, great shakings happen. And he's okay, yes, I got to know what's going to happen next. And then the Lord spoke to him in a small voice and said, no, your next is coming through stillness, not through loudness. And the thing about it, when you read the scripture, God has showed up for him in fire coming down from heaven. He had seen God shake the earth. But this time, God says, I'm speaking to you in a different way. And when you're preparing for what God has for you next, you have to allow your ears to be tuned to hear God in a different way. No, no, he's speaking. But are you still long enough to hear it? Are you willing to create a silent space that you can hear God? Mm. 
Because you got a lot of voices around you. And with all those voices, there are multiplicity of opinions. But look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I want to hear God. He says to Elijah, you got kings you need to coronate. Hallelujah. In other words, you got to pour out all of your oil in the season you're in. Some of us are trying to reserve ourselves for another season. But the oil that God has put in your vessel is for the season that you're in right now. He said, don't save no manna. My God. Use it all. I'm giving you manna for the day. That's why you got to pray the prayer in Matthew chapter 6 and 9. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Then he says, when you get to the new season, there's going to be new oil for that season. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. But some of you are still trying to lean on your talent of the last season. You started trying to lean on your connections. Of, I'm preaching to somebody here of the last season. But I need you to tell your neighbor, pour out all your oil. Everything that God has put in your vessel for this season, put it all out on the floor like you ain't got another season. Hallelujah. Put all your energy in the season that you're in. Because many of us are trying to hold on to the past oil, the past season. You're trying to carry it over. Pour it all out. Elijah, you want to die with oil still in your container. Don't you know the anointing is not for you? I want you to tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, get out of your feelings. This God didn't anoint you for you. God anointed you for somebody else. This is, I'm telling y'all, being called by God is one of the most humbling things you will ever go through. Because let me tell you something, you will get a revelation that it ain't about you and it ain't never been about you. Glory be to God. Tell your neighbor, pour it out, pour it out. God says, I didn't put all of that in you. I didn't put all that in you for you to walk around and be wonderful. I didn't put all that around you just for you to look like a superhero. God says, I put it in you so you can pour it out. I'm making you a channel. I'm making you a conduit. I'm making you a vessel. And God says, the season that I got you in, some of you are reserving yourself for your opportunity. You're reserving yourself for your platform. You're reserving yourself for your brand. You ain't got no brand. The only thing we branding is Jesus. Anything good about you, God should be getting the glory for I need you to scream at your neighbor tell your neighbor he had to humble me uh, just to build me back uh, he had to he had to resuscitate my why and my reasoning the oil is not for me glory be to God scream at somebody tell him he anointed you for somebody you got to find your somebody and pour into that somebody I know everybody want to be called to the masses but the masses starts with one pour into the one I know you feel like you've been set back because you've been having children pour into them babies they may can't say thank you they may not can say i appreciate you mommy but pour into those children like they're the masses the only masses you will ever see because when god can trust you to pour out in the season you're in that means you can handle more oil i need to hear about a sound of a hundred people in this room that shout lord i pour it out i pour it out Pour it out. Pour out the oil. Pour out the oil. Pour it all out. No reserving it for 
another opportunity. Whew. Some of you are waiting for the next. And the Lord is looking at you saying, you haven't used what I put, what I put in you. Before you move on to your next, hear me, Elijah. Before you move on to your next, you've got to raise up your replacement. The truth is some people have never walked the ground long enough for someone else to be able to trace their path. Please y'all go to y'all seat up. I know I'm uh, talking slow today. Uh, I know exactly where I'm at in the Holy Ghost. Hear me. Hey, hear me. Have you walked a path long enough that somebody else can, can find it? That somebody can trace your steps to find their destiny? See, that's what a trailblazer is. A trailblazer is someone who pushes through the bushes because they saw something nobody else saw. They were even criticized by people that need their path. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor they'll criticize you today and tell them they'll copy you tomorrow. You've got to be willing. You've got to be willing to blaze the trail when people don't understand you. And even when they don't, uh, hear me Levi, and when people don't understand you, you do it anyway, not for your haters. You do it not because you got something to prove. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I have nothing to prove. I just need to give glory to God. When it works out and they didn't expect it to work out, I'm going to give glory to God. When those who criticize me didn't show up to my celebration, I'm going to give glory to God. I don't have no got you moment and I told you so moment. Because anything that happened to me that was good, God did it. It wasn't my idea. As a matter of fact, I could have never dreamed it up for myself. I need about 50 people in here to give glory to God. Come on, give give glory to God. Give glory to God. So Elijah, this ain't about you. You you want to quit with oil still in the cruise. You die now. Somebody not going to walk into their next. You trying to go to your next without serving your now. What are you talking about, God? I didn't fault Jezebel. I didn't call fire down. He said, yeah, but you got kings that need to be coronated. And you got a prophet that you need to raise up. Hear me. Some of you going to have to get the revelation. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, consider this. You may not be a king. You may be the king maker. You may not be, oh yes, I'm about to go to the throne. That may not be your assignment. Your assignment may be to anoint the person who's called to go to the throne. And I'm at a place in my life now, I don't want to walk in nothing that's not my assignment. We can be so exposed to other people's assignments that we can think our proximity to their assignment means it's also ours. I only got a few minutes left. And so he finds Elisha. He finds the next prophet. And he walks past him while, while he's working. 
And let me lift to you. God is not calling anybody to do something that's not already doing something. You don't get to be lazy saying you're waiting on God. Waiting on God is not sitting still as much as it's serving in the place you're in. The Bible said he had 12 yoke of oxen. And he was, tell your neighbor, he was already plowing. He was already working. He was already serving. So all of you who want to shut down and go in a monastery until you hear what God has next for you, there's something in front of you that you can be doing in the meantime. You got to be training for what's next. Glory be to God. And the Bible said he walks past Elisha and without conversation. He just says, oh, Elisha, you're next in line. Oh, Elisha, God is going to use you mightily. He just says, and keeps walking. And Elisha said, hold on. He leaves the oxen. And he says, hey, give me a chance to uh, go say bye to my parents because I need to go with you. <laughs> just give me a chance and listen what the prophet Elijah says he said okay go, go back but don't forget what I did to you just now no conversation what do you mean what? see when you're in a God moment everything don't need to be explained with words some things are taught but mantles are caught that means at times God will surpass your intellect to grab a hold of your spirit and you unpack it with language later. Oh, hear me. What the Lord is saying, he asked to say goodbye to his parents. The first step of business and preparation for what God has next for you is for you to start setting things in order. Don't leave things undone and unsettled. Set things in order with your family. Pay off some bills. I'm stepping out on faith because God wants me to start a business. I'm stepping out on faith. Well, if you, you know, in preparation of stepping out on faith, because it is going to be a faith walk. It's going to be a faith walk. Go back. Oh, I'm going full time ministry. Go back. Don't be distracted by the prophetic that you skip over principles. You shout for debt cancellation. Some of us, God canceling our debt supernaturally will be the worst thing to happen for some of us. Because God canceling our debt super. Oh, your church just shut down on me now. God canceling your debt supernaturally will fix it where you'll never be a good steward. And if he canceling your credit score, will go up immediately. Some of you going to go out and get some more credit cards and turn around and be in the same situation. Look, I don't care. Y'all look at me like I'm going to tell you. You're going to be in the same situation three months from now. Go back, pay off some bills, settle some family issues, have some hard conversations, face the past, face the past. Just because you ignore it does not mean it no longer exists. And many of us want to go forward in the future and we have not handled things with our parents. We haven't reconciled things with our parents, man. And you want to all of a sudden take on spiritual family and you have not reconciled with your natural family. 
You want to be somebody else's spiritual covering, but you're still toxic with your spiritual covering. You want to be everybody else's counselor when you need counseling. Come on. God says, go back and get it right with the past before you go forward in the future. Tell your neighbor, don't leave things undone. Do you know why? Because things left undone follow you. They follow you. They follow you. Then he he went and and went to his family. He went to get the blessing of his parents. And then you know what he did? He burned the oxen and the plowing instrument. He burned the, the yoke of oxen and the plow that he was either pushing or riding. <laughs> Hear me. He burned the oxen and the instrument that he was plowing with and riding. He burned it. So what does it mean he burned it? That means he was walking away from it. In other words, he's saying, I don't, when I burn this, that means I don't have a backup plan. Getting ready for the next. That means it's going to come with a sacrifice. You can't move into what's next without sacrificing something in the now. Tell your neighbor, it's going to cost you something. Then you got to become a student of where you believe God has taken you. Even if, it, even if you get it wrong, what if I do all this studying and preparing for what I believe is next and I found out that's not what God was calling me to do? <laughs> what if I take classes and then I never walk in their career and I find out it was something else <laughs> even if you get it wrong it's better to have something you don't need than to need something you don't have and none of it is wasted none of it is wasted the Lord showed me the Lord showed me I believe the Lord showed me I was going to be a teacher and I was, was going to teach and I was going to teach English I believe that. So I came to Liberty University to major in English. To get in the licensing program to become a teacher. I was so convinced of it. And it was everything God said. And it looked nothing like what I thought it was going to look like. Because every week I'm teaching. And I got an English school in Pakistan. Y'all not talking to me in here. So tell your neighbor God is going to use all of it. I got two minutes. If y'all give me five, I'm going to close out. Even if you get it wrong, it won't be wasted. Build your faith because the first phase, I'm prophesying to somebody in here. Build your faith because the first phase of your next assignment may not come with a lot of details. You have to know you're moving in the right direction by faith. Because he's running behind a prophet that's not giving him details. He didn't even tell him what God said. And then let me tell you something. Just because God called you to do it. Don't mean you don't have to work for it. The prophet still had to work. You have to be willing to work. It may not be harder work, but it's going to be different work. He's not. He's accustomed to hard work. It may not be harder, but it's going to be different. So you're not escaping one season 
to be lazy in the next season. <sighs> Just because it's the promised land don't mean you don't have to possess it. Just, and you're going to realize this, he wasn't the only son of the prophet. He had a whole bunch of other prophets. It was other young men. They was whole school of prophets. Turn to oh, look who here now. Hey, Eli, Elisha, Elisha, how they pronounce it. And the Bible said the prophet's exodus is very close. The prophet's exodus is very close. And people start talking and say, hey, hey, Eli, Elisha, what's your name? Elisha. We've been sensing in the prophetic that Elijah about to leave. He says, I don't want to talk about it. I heard, I heard God is about to do something. I don't want to talk about it. Every time they approached him, he said, I don't want to talk about it because he had a revelation that just because we're in the same room don't mean we're in the same place. It's one of those messages you want to go back and listen to. Just because, hey, don't get caught up in conversations that will set you back. When people start, well, you don't need to do all of that. No, maybe you don't need to do all of that. Hey. But whatever God, it may take this for me. To the point, Elijah even gave him an opportunity of an out. I'm closing now. Elijah says, hey, Alicia, you don't have to keep following me around everywhere. He said, yes, I do. He said, no, you don't. He said, go on back. Go on back. He said, uh, he said uh, everybody else sitting around talking while Elisha is following. Everybody else is having discussions. They're already discussing who's going to be the next. Elisha is not focusing on position. He's focusing on placement. To the point, Elijah says, okay, you're running up behind me. What is it that you want? He says, I want a double portion of your spirit. And I'm closing now. Now, some people automatically would think by him saying, I want a double portion of your spirit. He's asking for a lot. He's been greedy. He's been narcissistic. But the double portion, him asking for a double portion was revealing how he saw Elisha. The double portion in Judaism is a symbol of what the eldest son receives when the father dies. So what he requested was not about himself. It was about how he perceived Elijah. See, it's the eldest son that continued the work of the father once the father went off the scene. He's saying, I want to make sure what you started doesn't end with you. I want to make sure that the oil keeps flowing even after you leave. My God. Because the rest of them said, master leaving, master leaving, master leaving. Elisha said, father, do you see God as just your master giving you commands? Or do you see him as father that's setting you up for generations? That even though, hallelujah, you've been inconvenienced for the call. This is bigger than your destiny. This is about your legacy in God. I'm speaking to some people in this room that you believe some decisions you've had to make in this last season. It's going to bless your children and it's going to bless your children's children. Some things that God is, has required out of you in this season is bigger than you. 
Let's speak of the year. All right. All right. And the Bible says, he says, well, if you see me when I go up, if you see me when I, if you see me when I go up, you'll get what you requested. If you stay long enough, if you stay close long enough. See, this is, this is the only thing about prophecy and words of knowledge. Sometimes we don't pay attention to the stipulations. Oh, no. God, oh, God going to do what he said he's going to do. But will you be in the place that he releases it? Some people think it didn't happen. No, it is not that it didn't happen. You were not in a place to see it. 500 people saw the resurrected Lord. He revealed himself to over 500. And he says, go to Jerusalem and stay there until I endow you with power from on high. But when the day of Pentecost came, there was only 120. So there is some other people that's down by the Galilee said, where the Holy Ghost said that he said he was going to sin. No, we got it because we were in the dest- oh, we were in the destined place. We were in the place we were commanded. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, be in the place of the promise don't let the enemy move you out of your place oh all right i'm finished and i didn't do no hooping and stuff but no this is something the lord wanted me to give you all right god wanted me to give this to you look at second kings chapter two verse one second kings chapter two verse one put it on the screen if you will Bible tells us huh, the day was coming where the Lord was going to take Elijah up in heaven by a whirlwind. Go to verse 11. I want you to look at this because I've heard some of you misquoted. I heard some of you misquoted. You said to me that God took Elijah up in a chariot of fire. No, he didn't. There's no way in the scripture where it says God took Elijah up in a chariot of fire. Verse 1 spoke that he was going to be carried away in a what? In a whirlwind. Verse 11 says he was taken up by a whirlwind. So then, what was the chariot of fire? What was it? What was it? The chariot of fire was not Elijah's ride. It was Elisha's sign. What you talk about? This double portion, Elisha, is not something random that happened. This double portion. The reason why you're walking into the double portion and you know this double portion belongs to you because out of all the things God sent, at the time of your receiving your mantle was a chariot of fire. Why a chariot of fire? Because the chariot of fire was a reference point to the ox cart that was set on fire in the beginning. God told me to tell 65 of you that will receive it. God said that you're getting ready to walk in something in your future that's connected to something you sacrificed in the past. I'm finished. I'm finished. God bless you. Y'all stay in. I'm finished. I'm for real. Stand up. You, you can't outgive God. There's something you gave up in the past. And 
there's a future manifestation that's about to take place that's going to remind you I need you to scream to somebody tell them everything is connected whatever sacrifice you made whatever you gave up whatever you thought you walked away from scream at somebody tell them it's not your ride it's your sign it's your sign So my prayer, what my prayer is today, is that uh, mm, that you don't see it as, that you don't waste your nail trying to get to your next. God is preparing you for your next. Serve what's in front of you. Settle some matters. Hear me say, settle some matters. Become a student of the thing and of and of the person. You know. That's why I believe mentors are important. But anyone who you need to be your mentor don't have time to be your mentor. Yeah, I'm trying to get them to mentor me, but they don't call me. It's not their job. If you need them to mentor you, you call them. And when they don't have time, show up and serve them. If you know God has called you to be a business owner and, you want, uh, and this business is more than just about making money, it's really to build resources for the kingdom, find somebody else that's doing, this, doing that and volunteer at their job. Now, I don't want nothing. I'm just, I, what can I help? I'll just clean up some of these tapes. What, what do you need me to do? Because some things are taught, but mantles are caught. You got to be, he says, if you stick with me, glory be to God. And I know sometimes the very person you may be called to, the very place you may be called to, you may feel rejected by it. Because think about it. Elijah says, get away. You're annoying me. And see, some of you are too sensitive for your next. You got to consider what Elijah has already been through. You're in your feelings, but you're not considering what Elijah has gone through. You're not the first young prophet. Elijah has had to deal with Jezebel when you're complaining about dealing with headaches. <sighs> okay, I don't went over my time. Thank y'all so much. But this is what the Lord gave me to speak to you today. He wants you to discover. He wants you to discover. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God I pray that you are blessed by the message today. And if you want to continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and even more gospel messages, I encourage you to follow our YouTube channel or subscribe to our podcast. And today we want to give you an opportunity to partner what we're doing domestically here at our local church and what we're doing all over the world. There are ways to give. And remember, when you sow, that seed may leave your hand, but it'll never leave your life. The Bible declares to us that when we sow, seeds are connected to harvest. Well, I want you to remember that I know what it feels like to cry until you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up and keep going.